Hi, I'm Michelle Morvan in the marketing department of Callaway's Nursery. Dallas-Fort Worth is our home. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Michelle. She always makes me smile, makes my heart uh, just kind of skip a beat. She's a sweet person and always a cheerful soul. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you to Callaway's for sponsoring this hour every Sunday for many, many years. Do you uh, know how you uh, appreciate somebody very special in your uh, in your life, a business associate? Well, that's how I feel about Callaway's, all of their people, all of their nurseries. So thank you. I hope you'll get into Callaway's and let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship if you enjoy the program. That would be the most meaningful thing you could do. Welcome to the program this morning, this uh, very chilly morning. Uh, 58 won't seem nearly so chilly when we get into uh, April and uh, February and March, I should say. It will seem quite balmy, but right now it seems kind of chilly out there, and that's a good thing. Went out to walk the dog about an hour and a half ago, and it uh, was quite brisk. Had a long sleeve, kind of heavy long sleeve shirt on, and I thought, can't believe I want a jacket at 58 degrees. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a beautiful day for gardening, a great day to get into garden centers and whatever else you have in mind today. So with that in mind, oh, one quick thing before I give you the phone number and before you start uh, filling up my phone lines, I hope Mike Bass is there to run the boards and answer those phone lines. And uh, what I would uh, uh, want to share with you is that the gooey, sticky stuff that's all over your yard, all over the the, the trees, the shrubs, the car, the patio, you, if you stand still for a while, that is honeydew that has been uh, secreted by aphids. It's not poop. It's not, it's not anything else that they, uh, not, well, I won't get any more basic than that. Um, it's just, uh, it's just sap that they process and pass on through their bodies and spit out in little bitty driplets. You'll see it if you look against the sunlight. Uh, late in the day, you'll see these little drips coming down. You'll see them on your windshield if you park beneath a pecan tree or even an oak or an elm and uh, or around a crepe myrtle. Um, uh, Texas sage, there are a lot of plants that get aphids and this honeydew residue. Uh, lace bugs will also give off a lot of honeydew. And uh, it becomes a sticky, a sticky covering of the leaves and then sooty mold will grow in it, the black mold. The black mold is not the primary problem. The aphids are the primary problem, but we don't notice them a lot of times because they're quite high in trees. And then they drip down, they get the pavement black, they get everything black because of the sooty mold. Uh, to get rid of the uh, sooty mold, you get rid of the aphids. Therefore, you get rid of the honeydew. Uh, this late in the season, I don't think you could justify spraying your trees. What, I, what I'm doing, we have paystone driveway, and what I'm doing is washing the driveway a couple times a week just to get that honeydew uh, dissolved and, and down the drain. It is very water-soluble. It also gets rid of the stick. Oh, my gosh, the mess that we track into the house. So I have a little electric blower that I bought a couple of years ago for just quick in close to the door blowing. And uh, and I use it uh, in my wood shop before I developed a vertigo issue, and uh, I'll just do quick cleanup jobs with it. Well, it's invaluable for clearing a, a narrow path out to the car or to the garage, and then uh, I have a better blower that I can use. It's a gasoline powered blower, but I can have the little electric blower in the house to get us out of the house. Uh, 
just so that we don't track the leaves into the house. I'm so tired of these things. First rain we get will take this all away. It'll, it'll clean the leaves off, clean the aphids off. So no point in spraying, but just hope for rain before long for many reasons, that being one of them. No point in calling on the, uh, on the stickiness. That's the message. If you didn't hear any of it or all of it or any part of it, uh, it's in my electronic newsletter from this past Thursday. And so that would be the 6th of October. If you go to my website, neilsperry.com, and click on eGardens, uh, it's right there archived for you. We always have the most recent one there so you can see it. Uh, and you can read everything I wrote about uh, aphids in eGardens this past Thursday on my website. All right, that's enough. Let me get to my, my guest every Sunday morning. We have Steve Huddleston. He uh, is public relations manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and uh, he joins us live right now. Steve, you don't have any aphids in the Botanic Garden, do you? You know, it sounds like a sticky situation to me. <laughs> that's a good political answer. He has dodged my question. What's going on in the garden? Well, you know what? We have roses blooming this time of the year. Uh, fall is the second uh, blooming season for roses, and this is a wonderful time to visit the Rose Garden. I would say now through early November, uh, roses uh, respond to the warm days and cool nights that we have now. They're just blooming their heads off. Uh, and while people are in that Rose Garden, I encourage them to enjoy or to appreciate the formal design uh, that we've created with all the uh, the hedges around the rose beds and the double row of uh, magnolias on either side of the ramp. It's just a beautiful design that is uh, filled out very well now, and it looks very formal. Rose Garden was developed in, in roughly what year or what era? Steve, tell us. Well, uh, construction was between 31 and 33. 19, it was completed, dedicated in 1933. 90 years yeah. ago, 89 yeah. years ago, isn't that something? Yeah. That when we say this is the historic botanic garden in the state of Texas, that might be what we're talking about, folks, you see? So there you go, the Fort Worth Botanic yeah. Garden. And what is your featured plant for the shade right now? This is one that people ask about pretty often. Not enough people know about this plant, and it is a, a spectacular plant. Tell us about it. Well, this is a leopard plant, and actually there are several kinds. There's the spotted leopard plant with the yellow splotches on it. Uh, there's a uh, one with crinkled leaf margins. Uh, but this one is gigantium. This is the giant leopard plant. It's Farfutium japonicum gigantium, which means the leaves are gigantic. They are very large and round. Uh, this is an evergreen perennial. It gets about <clears throat> excuse me, 18 to 24 inches tall. It is native to China, Japan, and Korea. It does very well in hardiness zones 7 through 10. So it's perfectly suited for our uh, climate, our zone here. Large orbicular leaves, round leaves that provide bold and coarse texture and contrast nicely with the fine texture of such plants as yew or mondo grass. This also contrasts nicely with leatherleaf mahonia and holly fern. So those are some other plants that can be uh, combined with leopard plant to create an interesting textural composition. Anyway, you want to grow this in part to full shade in well-drained soil emitted with lots of organic matter. It has medium water requirements. Uh, this perennial sends up stalks of little yellow flowers in the late fall and winter. Uh, so these will start blooming probably in November, December. Uh, the plant has really grown for its foliage rather than the flowers, but the little flowers add a dainty touch to the plant and uh, to the garden in general. But uh, 
We've got these in several locations in the garden uh, outside the lecture hall, among those uh, sculptures that we have up there, as well as in the Japanese garden. Steve used made reference of the size of the leaves four or five times in this. And uh, when he says large, these are 14, 15 inches across, aren't they? Yes, they're big. I mean, dinner plate size, yes. They are very, very large and very, very bold. And if I'm not mistaken, the giant leopard plant is solid green. It does not have the spots, correct? Yes, solid green. Yeah, so don't be mistaken. The the one that has the spotted leaves is spectacular. It's really a novelty. And so look at that one as well. And uh, you'll see these in nurseries, uh, in in not in quantity, but when you see it, uh, if you like it, grab it. And uh, if you want to see them, I think probably Plant Delights in North Carolina by mail order has them. Uh, I'd rather have you buy them locally if you can find them. Uh, yeah. Callaway's our sponsor, I, I would think, would have them uh, uh, frequently and, and uh, beautiful plants. And those flowers are at an odd time of year. It's, it's just kind of fun to see them. So that's leopard plant, folks, and you can, uh, you can find it and, and, uh, and try it. It's beautiful. It grows in, in that shaded, moist setting that a lot of plants don't, uh, don't like as much. So it's kind of nice that way. What events do you have going on? Well, Celebramos is underway through October 15. That is a celebration of Hispanic heritage. Uh, We have several events and activities associated with that event, and those are posted on our website. Uh, Lightscape tickets are on sale to the general public. This is our Christmas light and sound show that premieres November 18 through January 8. So that's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been told this event will attract easily 100,000 people, so we encourage people to buy their tickets now. Yeah, that's just a month away, so yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. great. All right, we'll give that website in just a minute. Why don't we do it right now? In fact, the uh, website of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. I say it slowly because you're going to hear it come back in initials here. Give it to us. What's the website? Yes, that is fwbg.org. All right, 24-hour information phone line that you can access anytime, obviously. That is a one seven four six three. 4160. All right. And then most importantly, how does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden on such a beautiful day as today? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. And this is Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and we appreciate you, Steve. Thank you for a great report. Okay, talk to you next Sunday. Sponsored today by Arborological Services. These are the only people who will ever touch the Sperry trees at our house. In fact, they're coming back because we have a lot of trees at our house, and I needed a second day this time. They are the best in the business. They've won the awards. Some of the awards are named for their people, and they deserve that because they have brought their industry so far forward they have uh, they have shown us what real tree work needs to look like in terms of pruning in time in terms of uh, training of trees uh, in terms of how uh, uh, customers need to be treated with their trees the care of the trees the importance of trees owner and founder steve hauser spends so much of his time now steve is is not retired steve is working full-time with his business and full-time with the trees of north texas you will hear his name frequently quoted and and his voice on the air his face on television as he is trying to help important trees all 
all across the Metroplex. And his crews are helping important trees all across the Metroplex, your trees, my trees. If you want the best company for tree service, take my advice. My sponsor of more than 25 years and great people and great friends of mine, I advise you to use Arborological Services. They are strictly local. They have a toll-free number, but they are strictly local. They know the local conditions and trees. 866-552-7267. That's Arborological Services. It starts with A-R-B-O-R-I-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Arborological.com. Arborological Services. 866-552-7267. I'm Greg Polito with Callaway's in North Fort Worth. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Greg, very, very much. One of the uh, one of the nice memories of my life, I went with my wife to a, a meeting that she had, a regional school board meeting, and uh, I uh, spent the afternoon with Greg in his nursery taking photographs. It's just a great nursery, and what a wonderful leader in the nursery industry he is. He's been with Callaway's a long time. First call today, let me give the number again so you can fill the lines. We only have two, uh, three lines that we use. Two are available at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Cindy in Stephenville, this is Neil. How may I help you this morning? Good morning. Good morning to you. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Okay, uh, I have a flower bed on the front of our house north northwest and um it's seven by 21 feet it was pretty much taken over by monkey grass i cleared it all out except there is about a one and a half foot border of monkey grass on the outside of it and then i've covered the rest of it with landscape cloth because i didn't know what in the world to do with it i was thinking about elephant ears i don't know what do you think well, that probably wouldn't be my choice. That'd be so much of one thing. They're a little bit vulnerable in cold weather. They're beautiful the first year, and they normally will come back the second and third and fourth years, but they get smaller. They're they're big the first year and medium-sized the second year, and they get progressively smaller, the leaves do. Uh, I, I would love to have, and do have usually, uh, three or four of them in, in important corners in my landscape, but I don't do a big bed of them. Um, I, it's hard for me to do a landscape plan just without seeing the house, without seeing the other plants and other things. That's not a not a good use of a phone call. Uh, so what what I'd need to know, in fact, I, I don't know how I would even begin to do that for you. Uh, one thing I would suggest so that your uh, monkey grass, mondo grass, doesn't invade back into that bed is I would put a really durable edging on the inside of the bed, on the on the inside of the mondo grass to stop it from coming back. Well, I use green metal edging, and it stops it in, in my landscape. I have hundreds of feet of monkey grass in my yard, I use a lot of it because we have a lot of shade, and I just right. put it in full depth to to the f- almost four inches, okay. and it, it stops it. It does a beautiful job. You don't even see the edging, and and uh, it stops the monkey grass. But I would, uh, uh, depending on what you have with the rest of your landscape, I would try to choose some shrubs. Uh, you'd have half of the year where you'd have nothing behind it if you had elephant ears because they are 
they are right. going to freeze to the ground with the first uh, uh, frost, killing frost. Okay. 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 I don't, I, I don't know where to start to help you with the design otherwise well, because, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're out in the country. I'm not a big flower person. I'll, I'll mow the yard all day, but uh, fiddling with flowers and stuff like that is not my cup of tea. But uh, we had this bed, and I thought I'd, you know, see what I could do with it. Well, a 21-foot-long bed that's 7 feet deep, and part of that is taken up now by the monkey grass. What what I would do is, uh, if it were mine, is I'd, I'd probably have three types of shrubs in it. I'd have something at either end, depending on whether those ends terminated at the corner of the house and the front door or whatever, or at a door. And that would be where I'd have some some larger shrubs. They wouldn't be big shrubs, but they'd be larger than the, the low shrubs that I'd have in the middle. Um, and and I'd have clusters. I'd have maybe just one uh, of those larger shrubs. Um, and they might be different. I might have on the left end, I'd have one type of a maybe a willow leaf holly or something of that sort and then i'd have uh low shrubs in a in a grouping somewhere else within the bed and at the other end i'd have another type of shrub it could be a crepe myrtle if it's in the sun and i'd use a type that is uh intermediate in size if it's only a seven foot bed i i really this is so useless to do it this way because i can't see your house can't see what other plants you have but then i'd have low ground cover or or bark mulch or something simple beneath all of it to tie it together and i'm not sure that i'd have a straight row of the mondo grass i might have a sweep of it and use the edging to to control that sweep so that it's not just a, a line here across a straight line across. I wouldn't. I don't think that'd be very pretty. Okay. So Can anyway, start something now or wait till spring. This is a great time to do it. Fall is a wonderful time to plant because things get so well established before you uh, before you get into the hot weather of next summer. Okay. So, great. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. All right. We'll come back to Emil in uh, Joshua in just a second and uh, try to help him. And in the meanwhile, let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I, I have been for some time now telling you about the fifth printing and the fact that I was trying to get all of the copies of the fifth printing sold before I bring the sixth printing on onto the sales floor. And I'm to that point now. I have just maybe uh, two weeks' worth of fifth printing books left. When they're gone, the price will go up. I've been warning you that for a long, long time, and that time is here now. I have, uh, I think, probably somewhere in the range of 400 copies of the book left that are the fifth printing. There is only one slight difference in the sixth printing, and that is a, a very brief two-paragraph mention of the cold spell of February 2021. It is not uh, terribly uh, informative. It just acknowledges that it happened. Because I've already warned you that I thought the hardiness zone map that the uh, USDA uh, uh, threw out at us in, in 2012 was inaccurate. I thought it was it was over-assumed warmth, and, and sure enough, we've had that proven to us on three or four occasions. And so, uh, anyway, uh, otherwise the books are exactly the same. You might as well save the money. I, I'm just costing myself money by telling you that, but I might as well do it. So anyway, here is what you get. You get, a, uh, you get 344 pages, 
840 of my photographs, a hardback printed on high-quality paper, printed in San Antonio by Texas-based printers, not in China. I wanted to go to the press checks to make sure it was exactly right. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar, a perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. Everything that I needed to tell you about, I got into this book, and I'm really happy with this. I self-published it so I wouldn't have to listen to people in committee meetings telling me how they could save the company money. I wasn't worried about saving the company money. I wanted to give you a book that had all the information that you needed for your landscape and garden. And by keeping it out of a publishing company and out of the distributors and out of the retail stores, I was able to save you the money and get all the information for you. Now, the book is not available in any of those places, not on Amazon, not in stores. It's available from my website or by calling my office. But you need to get it done right away. It's only thirty-two ninety-five, and uh, that comes with my guarantee of your complete satisfaction, or, or I will refund every penny you spend. I've not been asked to refund one penny yeah, out of 75,000 copies sold to date. Uh, you'll get a signed copy. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow, putting them in the uh, mail on, uh, on Tuesday. So here are the two ways you can order. One way, not the better, but the one way, is to call my office tomorrow at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But don't delay. When I run out of fifth printing copies, that's when the order offer goes away, without warning. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Texas premier roofing contractor is Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the people who put the roof on our house. And we're mighty proud of our Wortham Brothers roof. It has saved us a lot of money. Saved it in the summertime with that better roof that we have. It has continuous ridge fence and saved us on our insurance money because we have the impact resistant, the the heavier roof. That saved a lot of money as well. They have the experience of 100,000 roofs installed. That is just an awesome number. They do all kinds of roofs. If you need a replacement roof, you bet they do those. That's kind of the bread and butter of their business. They do new roofs. That's another bread and butter. Every sandwich needs two pieces of bread, and that's the other piece of bread for their business. They also do clay and concrete tile and metal and slate roofs. They do it all. If you have hail or wind damage or just suspect that you might, you need to call Wortham Brothers Roofing and let them take a look. They'll go up on your roof. They'll tell you if you do. They'll tell you if they if you don't. But either way, you're going to be happy that you called Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Here's the phone number. They serve all of North Central Texas. 972 972- 
562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com, that's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Johnson County authorities are looking for a double murderer. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. Dallas Fire Rescue has been called out to deal with a grass fire near Commerce Street, just a little west of Riverfront Boulevard in the middle of Dallas. Uh, Also in Dallas, a road construction project's blocking the two inside lanes of southbound Loop 12 Walton Walker between the Trinity River and a little before Highway 114. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny, pleasant today, the high 83 degrees, partly cloudy, cool tonight, low 64. Monday will be sunny and warmer, high tomorrow probably right around 86 degrees. Right now 60 in Dallas, 59 in Fort Worth. The Johnson County Sheriff is looking for the person who murdered a couple in their 60s. Richard and Kay Scarlett were killed by multiple blasts from a shotgun. The bodies were found in their home in the town of Joshua. Their truck was missing, and deputies say a relative of the Scarlets drove it away. It was later found abandoned in the parking lot of a Fort Worth hospital. That relative is now a person of interest in the murders. President Biden's decision to pardon federal marijuana convictions is leading Americans to consider whether weed should be legalized. I do believe it should be. Just because of uh, the amount of people that are uh, getting in criminal like trouble for this, it's, it's, it's absurd. It's just not going to happen. Not anytime soon. Not in Texas. The president has also directed the Justice Department to review the way marijuana is categorized under federal law. I'm Dennis Martin. Next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Jim Burton with Callaway's in McKinney. And now back to Neil. That's my store. That's the one I shop in. Thank you, Jim, very much. Visited with him just a week or so ago. Nice guy. Nice. I always enjoy the visits. All right, folks. Thank you. And thank you, Dennis. Uh, let me tell you about Callaway's right now. This would be a very opportune time. Uh, Callaway's Nursery has everything you need to add color, beauty, and joy to your autumn landscape and patio, including matrix pansies, mums, and even more wonderful items from their extensive autumn harvest collection. Matrix pansies and mums are great in fresh new pottery on your patio. They add a welcoming splash of color to your entry for all your family and friends to admire. Callaway's hand-selects the Matrix Pansies specifically for their extra-large blooms, unique colors, and lasting power. You'll love them as a continuous highlight in your landscape from now until spring. Garden mums are perfect for adding that special seasonal touch with their full and lush colors in a rich palette of autumn's vibrant shades, including gold, red, yellow, and more. 
Complete your front porch pumpkin display with stunning pottery. And these beautiful blooms or plant them in your flower beds for a pop of color that returns year after year. Visit your neighborhood location and immerse yourself in everything autumn. Their autumn harvest collection of specialty Texas-grown pumpkins, gourds, and creative lawn decor will delight your senses. You'll want to stop by your local Callaway soon for the best selection and to pick out all of your favorites so you can entertain in style. Shop local at any of their community stores, including their new store in Prosper, or order online and take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week at nine in the morning for your shopping convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Their life lived beautifully. Absolutely. That's Callaway's. Callaway's.com. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and they think of durable metal roofing, but the name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, more than 90 years now, standing behind your warranty. And it also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge. They're designing and manufacturing new products, like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you'd like to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com because Mueller means more. News Talk 820, WBAP. 99.5 FM HD2. And WBAP.com. One of the things that I get to do almost every evening is, is close our sunburst shutters. So I am firsthand familiar with sunburst shutters. I get up before my wife does in the morning and she opens the shutters to get some nice light into our bedroom. And then I go to bed usually a little earlier than she does. She's usually working at her computer and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll lie down in, in bed and watch television or work on my phone. And, and uh, so I'll shut the shutters and, and it just, every time I touch them, it's like a little piece of magic transfers into my body, into my soul, because they are so easy to work. And I think about the first time I saw them, the times that I met the uh, the folks at Sunburst Shutters. It's just all good memories. This is a wonderful company, and it's a wonderful product. They're made of polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood, a man-made material. There's no wood in these shutters, and yet you think, okay, these are some plastic shutter. They're going to melt. They're going to run down the wall. They're going. Oh, they, nothing could be farther from the truth. These are so durable. They're going to outlast the house. That's how. You know when Hurricane Harvey came through Houston, it was in the news. You maybe you heard about it. It's not funny, really. And and all the houses flooded so badly there in the in the lower areas. And they have some photographs that were taken of other conventional wood shutters that just were in the scrap heap, and the sunburst shutters had to be washed. They had to be washed and cleaned, and they were ready to hang again. 
Oh, my goodness. It is so graphic. These are made to last and last and last. These are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louver size, and they operate with one finger. First-hand experience. Remember, I'm the guy closing them every night. One finger. You just run your finger down the shutter, and they just close beautifully. Light tight, absolutely. Light tight around the shutters because they're made to, to each opening in your house. Each window gets its own specific shutter set of, well, it's, it's a shutter set of louvers. They're all made individually. That's why they fit so perfectly. Tape and bed work, don't you see, is not precise. The windows are, but not the tape and bed work. Sunburst shutters. I'm speaking in superlatives. I need to give you the phone number. It is 214-343-2601. Oh, and they're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. 214-343-2601. They'll bring samples to your home. Sunburstshutters.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Lori from the North Arlington store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Lori. All right. And we're ready to go back to the phone lines. We have one line open if you'd like to call. You can get there. And this is the second half of the hour, which means I get more calls in during this part. It is 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227, and we go to Emil in Joshua. Emil, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate your program so much. Thank you very much. How can I help? Listen, in the, in the early spring, I bought five Schumark Red Oaks. They were 45-gallon, planted all five of them, give them a lot of space, made the hole about twice the size of the, the, uh, the ball or the, the container, have been watering them consistently uh, approximately twice a week during this hot weather. One developed a some dried leaves on the tips of the branches, about 8 to 12 inches. The rest of the, tr- the leaves are normal, but on the tips. So I don't know whether I missed a watering one day and it, sort of singed them or whether I had too much water. But throughout the the summer, this is the conditions. It's still that way at this point. The only thing I saw on the one that has the tips that are turning the light brown was about six or seven foot high on the main trunk. I saw a small hole where sap was leaking out. Okay. All right. But, um, six or seven feet up. Yes, these these were all uh, forty-five gallon. Right, got that. All right, uh, let me sort through a, a few a few things. Um, number one, uh, when you say that uh, the leaves looked good except for these tip leaves, you're talking about. I I, I just want. I get it that, that four of the five trees are fine. I'm not going to even talk about those four trees. I'm right. going to talk about the one tree that's in distress. Uh, are the other leaves on that tree, other than the, the, the tip 10 or 12 inches, are the other leaves healthy and normal looking? Yes. Okay. That, are, okay. Are, that's what I needed to hear. Uh, is there a very distinct line of demarcation on each branch of, okay, this leaf is great and the next leaf out is, is in distress? It's, as you go out the branch, 
it's like um is it graduated they they're no they they go pretty good and then then they they start the the browning flat earth yes. it's just all of a sudden they're horrible yes okay all right um, that tells you there might be something right there in that twig. The reason I was asking, there are some little insect galls that will get in twigs of oaks um, and will will damage them uh, when they're small. The, the, the twigs may only be half the size or a third the size of a pencil in diameter. And so you need to look at those twigs right at that spot and see if there's any evidence of some kind of damage right there between the, the leaves, the healthy leaf and the and the one that's browned. So that would tell you if it was a, a problem that uh, just was caused by some kind of odd insect outbreak on that one tree. That could happen. I don't know that that's what it is, but that's a possibility. Um, is it all of the tips of the tree, uh, or is it just a, a few of them scattered across the tree? It's most of the ones on the tree, but the twigs... Aren't, aren't even that where they're dying like that, or probably not much more than an eighth of an inch uh, okay. in diameter. I would still look because okay. uh, because that would indicate that something happened to those twigs. If the tree got too dry, uh, it could affect the twigs that were there at that time, the tender, soft, succulent growth. Uh, that's what would wilt back. And let's just say that you, you got the water to it uh, two hours later than the tree would have preferred, and two hours before, you might have lost big parts of the tree, or, or maybe it's four hours or eight hours, but whatever. Uh, you got there just in the nick of time before major damage was done. That, that's my next speculation. I'm, I'm going in another door now. Uh, so so that, that may be what happened. You may just almost have lost that tree by letting it get too dry, or by maybe you didn't put as much water on that one as you did all the other four. Uh, so that's a possibility. I would trim those off and see if next spring the new growth that comes out isn't just hale and hearty and fine. Uh, that's, uh, that's likely to happen. Uh, your chance of overwatering, uh, you gotta remember I grew up in College Station, uh, or your, your chance of overwatering any tree in 2022 in, in this summer are about as likely as A&M beating Alabama yesterday. Yeah, it could happen, but not very likely. It almost did, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, oh, man, I was so rooting for the Aggies last night. Anyway, I, I digress. My mind drifts off. Uh, you're, uh, you didn't overwater those, I'll promise you. There's no way. Uh, but no, no, you, you, might, you might have underwatered one time, just maybe, maybe it didn't get quite enough that one time. So that's what I'm going to guess, and I'll bet the tree will be fine. I have a huge... Uh, concern about all five trees now i'm going to address all five and that is i'm just going to ask and i'm cringing as i ask it have you had these trunks wrapped all year no okay that's that's something that is very critical and you won't know for another couple of years but it i i refer to it as non-negotiable every schumard red oak chinkapin oak chinese pistachio and red maple trunk must be wrapped with a paper tree wrap or some other uh, material made to wrap a tree trunk to protect it against sun scald for its first three or four, two or three years uh, because they have very thin bark and they will sunburn. It doesn't show the first year. It will show after two or three years when the bark starts to crack vertically. And then 
uh, pop away from the trunk and you begin to have major internal damage. So you, you need to, you probably need to wrap the trunk now, uh, trunks of each of these and hope for the best and try to protect them from this point on. I don't know if it's too late or not. I can't tell you. Nobody can tell you. But just hope okay. that there's no damage done yeah. there. You can buy paper tree wrap uh, at um, uh, Callaway's may have it. Ace Hardware may have it. It's available online. Um, it's it's just called paper tree wrap for tree trunks. And how how high up do you go? Where the branches? First branch. Start? Yeah, huh? first branch. Start at the bottom and go up to the first branch. It's crinkled so it adheres to itself. There also are plastic products for that purpose. I like the paper. But the, the important thing is it, it must not bind the, the trunk. As the trunk grows, it should it should expand with it. Okay. Yeah, because other than that, they they look excellent. And I would I would use a rebar thing. I would drive it into the ground and check the moisture okay. down uh, 18, 20 inches to make sure there's getting plenty of moisture down. Well, if it, what what I always tell people is that you should put as much water on a tree. Uh, two or three times a week at 106 degrees, you'd put it on three times a week at 100 degrees or, or less. You'd probably put it on twice a week. As much water as the container held. So 45 gallons of water twice a week. Well, and, when I first, when I first started that, I took and timed out with the garden hose about how long it would take to do 45 gallons. Good. And I, I was, uh, Sometimes the, the water pressure would change, so I'd run it anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, it takes a long time. That's a lot of water. Uh, one last comment, and that is you ought to invest, if you don't already have one, in a water bubbler. This is a device the size of your fist that goes on the end of the hose and allows you to turn the water pressure up without washing the soil out. It's a, a wonderful thing. They cost 9 or $10, and... Uh, they're made out of aluminum with holes in the outside. It's not a water breaker. It's even better for this purpose. It's a water well, bubble. I, I had a sprayer type thing that you could turn up the pressure. Yeah, so that's that a water breaker, and they're good, but they're not not as good for this purpose. Water bubbler. Look them up. You'll you'll see. You'll probably you'll probably see it from about ten things I've written on it. It's it's okay. kind of weird when I look something up to send somebody a reference to it, and and the first eight matches are my own things that I've put online. So, but anyway, water bubbler. I got to run, Emil. I hope okay. I hope I helped. That helps. Should I should I try to spray the tree with any insecticide or anything? Absolutely not. I, even okay. if it's a, if it's a gall, which I don't think it is probably, but even if it were, there's no spray to to help with that. You're you're fine. Okay. Okay, good deal. Thank you, sir. Take care. We'll come back and go to Laura and Alvarado in just a second with the Grasper question. I can help you. And then Merlina and McKinney. Aphids on okra. Can I eat them after I spray? I'm assuming that's the okra. All right, stay with me. We'll get to you. I have a better way for you, Merlina, I think. I think I can help you. Nils Perry's Lone Star Gardening. I'm not going to have this ad much longer because I am running out of books, folks, for this fifth printing. This is a supply chain thing. I'm, I'm just, I'd be so glad to get this behind me. Just in short discussion, back a year ago, for crying out loud, I said to my printer, I want to pay you to print these things. I want you to store them. I'm not out of the fifth printing yet, but I don't want to run out. So please 
do the six printing, get the material there, have it on hand so when we need it, we can print the six printing. They said, you bet, and got me the bid. I said, that's fine, let's do it. I knew it would be a price rise. And then about six weeks later, they said, we're not going to be able to get paper for six or 12 months. Months? Oh, no. And so I started hoarding the fifth printing. And then all of a sudden, I get a message that says, hey, we now can print. We'll have them to you soon. Well, that was the end of springtime. And by then, the book sales just aren't as much in the summer. And so I've had to put these on sale price. So that happens. It's okay. Life is wonderful, and I'm grateful. But I've given you a really good chance to get the fifth printing at a real discount. This is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It may be the only garden reference you need. It has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of landscaping, lawns, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening for the entire state of Texas. It has Chapter 2, which is a 48-page perpetual calendar. People tell me that one alone, that chapter alone, covers the cost of this book. And I have it marked down, the whole thing, at thirty-two ninety-five right now. The sixth printing will be thirty-eight ninety-five, But I'm down to just a few books left, about 400 when I took inventory a couple nights ago. And these are going to sell extra fast because when people hear it's about to go away, they really ramp it up. So I'm going to encourage you to get your order in immediately. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper printed in Texas. 840 of my best photos, 344 pages, and uh, the price will go up as soon as I run out of these fifth printing books. So here are the two ways you can order it. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You have to call my office or go to my website. The office number, business hours, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Or the better way is to order it right now so you know you've nailed one down. And that's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. If you get through on that and it accepts your order, then we have copies. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscape supplies helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams yum fresh pecans yorkpecanshop.com save 10% off your first order with code n-e-g-n-l they're a family-owned pecan business everything from large pecan halves to chopped pecan pieces candied pecan cinnamon caramel praline trail mixes and more oh my get ready for holiday baking yorkpecanshop.com use code n-e-g-n-l save 10% off your first order 
yorkpecanshop.com. Thank you, sir. Those are delicious. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right now. WBU.com slash DFW. You'll find a lot of stores in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, but three of them in particular I'm going to single out because they're the ones who sponsor my program here and over at sister station uh, KLIF and also uh, sponsor my electronic newsletter, eGardens. They're the ones that I really want you to to uh, to get into if you possibly can. Uh, and let's talk about why you would want to get into Wild Birds Unlimited at this time of year going into the winter. Well, that one is pretty obvious. You want to get new feeders. If you have not seen the feeders at Wild Birds Unlimited, you are in for a big treat. They have the best feeders you have ever dreamed of. There's something just very special about having a bird feeder that uh, is head and shoulders above any other bird feeder around. These are are, uh, uh, made to last. They are made to discourage the animals like raccoons and possums that would like to steal your bird seed. They can eat ten times what the birds eat. They are also attractive and they dispense the seed uh, uniformly. Also, the seeds and feeds that you get from Wild Birds Unlimited come in many different forms, many different ways, many different mixes, and they are the types that the birds prefer and from which they benefit the most. These are specialists, these folks at Wild Birds Unlimited. You go in and just listen for a while. When they say, can we help you on your first visit to Wild Birds Unlimited, if they have several other customers in the store, say, no, you know, I just would like to look around for a few minutes and I'll come to you. And listen to how they help the other people. Listen to the enthusiasm. Listen to the knowledge that they have. And then you take advantage of that. You'll love these stores. David's store is in the Park Cities at 5715 West Lover's Lane, Right beside Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, David's been there a long time, about a block west of the tollway. Ron's store, this is a new location for him as of February at 5708 Abrams Road. It's a big store and full and wonderful. He is so proud of that store. 5708 Abrams in East Dallas, right there by Medallion Center. And Bertie's store in McKinney, right beside Tom Thumb at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Cindy from the Greenville Avenue Callaways in Dallas. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Cindy, very, very much. Let's go to uh, Alvarado. We have Laura waiting now. Laura, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How can I help you? Well, because of the drought, I'm assuming that's why I have stickers all in my front field. And it's probably about a half an acre to three quarters of an acre. I've looked up some information on it, but bagging it is not going to be something we're going to be able to do. What else can I do to get rid of them? I uh, I had a hitch in my audio and I missed what is not going to be something you'll be able to do? Bag the... Um, oh, the... the, the, the yeah, I got you. Well, the the uh, seeds are the stickers. That's next year's uh, assurance that you'll have stickers next year, grass burrs. And so what you need to do is make plans now to apply a pre-emergent weed killer. You only get one chance to 
to, to deal with grass burrs, and that's to put out pre-emergent granules. And in Alvarado, you would apply them uh, between the 5th and 15th of March, and then you repeat that application between the 5th and 15th of June, 90 days later. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll repeat this right after the news. I've got to hit the news right now, so you stay tuned. You Hang on. We'll be back. <laughs> 